Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Listen, if you know me, if you know the Mikey Likes You podcast, you know I'm a big fan of nicotine. I don't like smoking. I don't like chewing tobacco. I don't like vaping. I don't like any of these things, but the drug nicotine is exceptional. Helps you relax. Helps you focus. Helps with your appetite. It uh, gives a little bit of a metabolic benefit. That's why I use Lucy. Lucy has an amazing line of products that provide you a clinical dose of nicotine, four, eight milligrams, your choice, without all the yucky stuff that I don't want. And they have a new product, Lucy Nicotine Capsule Pouches, which contain like a, a breakable little flavor ball inside a pure synthetic nicotine that provides the same satisfaction that nicotine users expect without any tobacco whatsoever. I have long been telling you, you need to look past the, the unnecessary taboo and the stigma around nicotine because those things, they belong to the ways that you usually get nicotine, not the drug itself. Nicotine is fantastic. Turn to Lucy and give these new capsules a shot. They are fantastic, and Lucy is a great, great company. Mikey likes you listeners. Go to lucy.co, use the promo code Mikey. Get 20% off your order of Lucy nicotine capsule pouches or any other Lucy product. That's lucy.co. Use the promo code Mikey at checkout. And I must let you know that this product contains non-tobacco nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co. Be sure to use the promo code Mikey. Bet online. Bet online. You're so sweet. Yes, yes, it's true. It's a great time for sports. Basketball is getting started up. Uh, You know football is underway. MMA and boxing have been unbelievable Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website for Bet Online if you have any interest in sports whatsoever. Because trust me, Bet Online is absolutely the place to be. Plus, you can receive a fifty percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BLEAV fifty. That's Believe fifty to receive your bonus. Basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC—it doesn't matter. Bet Online has your back. It is the best place on the internet for all the sports and sports betting needs you may have. Bet online where the game starts. Listen, confidence in the bedroom for guys, it's about top of the list. For priorities, trust me, it's it's number one. Am I right? I can't think of anything else more important to me. And if you're encountering some situations that make you lose your confidence, it can be crippling can destroy everything in your whole life. And that's not hyperbole. And that's why Blue Chew is so important. And that's why I'm happy to have Blue Chew as a sponsor. Because Blue Chew is looking out for you fellas who are maybe encountering some problems in the bedroom. Chewable tablets with all the active ingredients of Viagra and Cialis at a fraction of the cost. And to me, the best part is you don't have to deal with any of the embarrassment of going to your doctor and asking for this prescription and then having to go to a pharmacy and look at people in the eyes when you go and pick it up. No, no, no. You just deal with Blue Chew all online and it gets delivered right to your door at a, again, at a fraction of the price. It's a win-win. Okay? Blue Chew, trust me. I've got a special deal for you too. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code Mikey. At checkout, just pay $5 shipping. 
That's BlueChew.com, promo code Mikey, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank you, BlueChew, for sponsoring this podcast. Somewhere in the world, there's a spoon that's magic. It's Magic Spoon, that's right. A breakfast cereal that tastes better. As good, I guarantee it, but I think better than all your favorite childhood cereals. But this stuff is actually good for you. Zero grams of sugar, 13, maybe 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. 140 calories? Are you kidding me? And this stuff tastes great with a bunch, a bunch of different amazing flavors. They got some new ones too, cookies and cream and maple waffle. They are awesome. I love peanut butter. I love cinnamon. Uh, My daughter my wife love the cocoa and the fruity frosted. It's never-ending, the amazing, the amazing flavors, and they all taste great, and they all have that 13, 14 grams of protein, only 4 net grams of carbs. It's keto-friendly, paleo. The stuff is awesome, completely grain-free. Magicspoon.com slash Mikey. You can grab a custom bundle of cereal. Try it today. Be sure to use the promo code Mikey at checkout. Save yourself $5 off your order. Magic dot, excuse me, magicspoon.com slash Mikey. Use the promo code Mikey at checkout to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. All right. As you guys may know, um, Mikey Likes You is a podcast that is about health. And uh, I hate to say it, but gosh, mental health is sure tough. And it is a bigger part of things than most people like to believe or at least we we lie to ourselves and tell us it's not that important right and i worry so much about the state of things especially in this country good old united states of america because as i talk about in the podcast i just think that we're all so unhappy man we're super unhappy and just like rampant obesity and addiction bothers me and it concerns me and it breaks my heart i i think that the rampant mental illness in this country, it just breaks my heart. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being overly cynical. But I do think that uh, we need a real, real wake-up call. So that's why I like to do these episodes from time to time that focus specifically on mental health. Um, I'm not an expert. I'm just a guy who's fucking made a lot of mistakes. I'm not someone who I think is qualified to be giving advice, but what I am is a guy who has lived a life and made a lot of mistakes and suffered greatly in the world of mental health. I'm a drug addict. I'm an alcoholic. I am someone who takes psychiatric medication and and has been in therapy and dealing with psychiatrists for my entire adult life. Um, And it gets dark. And... I've developed some things that have made life easier for me. I've developed a lot of things that have made me open my eyes to the reality of how I overcomplicate so much, how I focus on a lot of negative when I shouldn't be, how I lose sight of all the great that I already have in my life, which can really be a band-aid for this terrible scarring, this terrible wound that is wanting. We're all ill with want. And in this new world of social media and, and, and 24-hour news cycles, I think that it's um, our hunger for things that we don't have is great. 
And that's that. And that's why I like to do these podcasts from time to time. This is Mikey Likes You, all about mental health. Hey, everybody. Mikey Likes You podcast. I am Mike Catherwood, your host. And I am a bit nervous and I'm also a bit excited to dive right into today's episode. Why? Because uh, I'm talking about mental health, mental health specifically, devoting an entire episode to it. You know, it's something I've done before, but it it's still weighty. There's a lot more gravitas. There's a lot more at stake. Flies. There's a lot more at stake. Um been talking about sets and reps and protein levels, you know, but a lot's happened in the last couple weeks for me that made me want to address mental health specifically. Um, one of them is I just celebrated my sober birthday. So 19 years of being sober, being clean without drugs and alcohol. And, um, you know, I don't say that as a means to kind of look for hats on the back. But I do think it's worth mentioning that it's achievable um, because anyone who's out there who may be currently suffering from alcoholism or drug addiction, I can almost guarantee you you believe that that's not a reality for you. You believe that there's no possibility that you can live your life without drugs or alcohol because I certainly felt that way. I felt that way beyond a shadow of a doubt. I wrote on my Instagram um, that the idea of me living life without drugs and alcohol was like me flying with my arm, you know, flapping my arms and flying away. Um, but it's, I'm here 19 years later and, um, my life is a lot better, a lot better because of it. My life's a lot harder and I'm sure that's only partly due to the drugs and the alcohol. Um, Another big factor is I'm a 42-year-old man now. I mean, my life was going to be simpler no matter what when I was 22, 23 years old. But back then, man, I, I I didn't have many concerns. There wasn't going, there wasn't a lot going on in my brain other than fine drugs, fine booze. And uh, if I achieved that, everything was okay. I didn't have any other thoughts, any other concerns, any other wants, any other desires. And, um, that's, you know, that's vastly different than how I am today because there's a constantly, I have a very noisy mind constantly thinking about things and most of it is probably not that important. So in the grand scheme of things, you know, I, I do look back at those days and I do look at, you know, how I had distilled survival down to such kind of minimal means. Go get high, go get drunk. Okay. If I wasn't high or drunk, I need to figure out ways to do that. And one, and that's all my life was about. 
Um, and that simplification really did make for um, a lot of immediate gratification. And it made for a lot of continuous kind of momentum. Now, unfortunately, that momentum wasn't pushing me anywhere where I was accomplishing anything. Because all I was doing is getting high and drunk. But, you know, I, I think that there's some value into looking at how we can remove a lot of the things that we concern ourselves with, a lot of the anxiety that we create. Um, most likely, we are creating anxiety around things that aren't really necessarily important. We have such tremendous decision fatigue with hundreds and hundreds of television channels, a constant stream information, ideas, displays of wealth, displays of success, what we perceive to be success, it's all just inundating our eyes and subsequently our brains every day, every moment of every day. And when it's not overloading our sensory kind of input, it's taking up place in our brain. And my feelings on that are this. Because we have become, almost not by our own fault, so consumed with what everyone else is doing, we're completely losing sight of what is really of value to us. Self-knowledge is one of the more rare characteristics of the modern adult human. Why is that? Because we don't have time to just sit there and think about how we really feel about things. We're constantly consuming the areas of our brain with what everyone else is doing. What our friends are doing on Instagram. What our mother-in-law is doing on Facebook. What Donald Trump is doing via CNN or Fox News. It's just a never-ending stream of what everyone else is doing. And those moments of life are slipping away. And we're fighting the wrong battle. We're taking all our artillery, all our troops, and all of our resources, and we're going to war in the wrong battle because we have to be devoting all of that into what's really important and that's getting to the center of how we can be fulfilled in life. Everyone loves to wax poetic about what's wrong with America. There's a fucking shit ton wrong with America. I personally believe that the biggest pro problem with America is that the overwhelming, overwhelming majority of us are very ill mentally very ill. I was having a debate about guns, I don't know, six months ago. It was a very civil one. Um, and my friend who's very, very anti-gun, he's, he's a Brit, and he was saying, you know, look at the number of gun deaths in this country compared to others. And I was like, all right. So I go and I actually take a look and I was like, holy fuck. The, the difference is staggering. Um, there's a lot of gun death in this country. 
time goes by, I'm, I'm going over these statistics and I realize 70% of those gun deaths in this country are suicide. Americans are committing all the suicide. Americans are doing all the drugs. Americans are the most psychologically unhealthy people on the planet. And when you think about suicide, addiction, abuse, overall violence, uh, it's These are symptoms of one kind of very severe root disease, and that's that we're, we're all so unhappy. My wife was being very nice and supportive and complimentary to me the other night, saying that you're, you're doing so well. You have so much to be thankful for. You have so much to be grateful for. And she was complimenting me on this and that, you know, the things about me, what, what, what make up Mike. And, uh, I was appreciative, but I also got to thinking, I was like, well, that's really scary because I'm doing better than most dudes and I'm fucked up. I think about suicide every day. Uh, I feel inadequate all the time. I feel like a loser. I definitely at times flirt with this feeling that the world would definitely be better off without me, that I cause more damage than I do reward to humanity as a whole. And, uh, and I'm doing really good in comparison <laughs> to the average American man. Uh, so, you know, I got, I got, I got to thinking that maybe it was time for me to circle back and avoid looking at specifically exercise and, and eating and look at what is one of the bigger factors to your comprehensive health. And that is your mental and your spiritual health. Now, I understand that when I say the word spiritual, there's many of you that are listening and they say, oh, fuck, here we go. I don't believe in God. I'm not religious. Fine. I'm not sure that it matters. I think being an atheist or being agnostic is, that's your business. I support it just as much as I support any organized religion. I don't give a fuck. I'm not someone who in any way looks down on someone who is not a believer, and I certainly am not anyone who looks down on anyone who is a believer in any organized religion, regardless the denomination, regardless of who the God is that you pray to. I don't give a fuck. I like it all. Respect it all. I'm a big believer in personal choice. I'm a big believer that there aren't very rigid rules on how we go about doing this thing called life. Everyone's way is going to be wildly different. Everyone's unique. Everyone's experience is unique. But one thing that I do passionately believe is that there needs to be some sense of oneness. And that has nothing to do with God, how you see he she or him or her or it. It's the idea of oneness, that there is a collective feeling that we are all in this together. 
there is something that we can't see or hear or touch. It's untangible. It is, it is, it is supernatural and it is something that connects us all. And, you know, frankly, it probably connects all creatures on earth. It probably connects those of us who have gone on to the other side, into the afterlife. There is, there is more to this experience. There's more to our consciousness than just what we can see, hear, feel, touch. And I do think that that's important to recognize, regardless if you believe in God or not, regardless if you go to church ever. Um, that is something I'm passionate about. And that's what I'm referring to when I, when it comes to spirituality, I get, I get really upset and disappointed when I deal with a lot of self-help bullshit online. And uh, that's not to say that all self-help stuff is is trash or that I have something negative to say about it. But, you know, whether it be the self-help guru or the spiritual leader or the priest or the rabbi, the thing that bothers me, and I'm not a professional, I'm just someone who's lived a life and has made a lot of mistakes and has, I think, learned from a lot of my mistakes. You can't bully someone into happiness. You can't browbeat them or provide them rules and boundaries to put them in to to help them find themselves because that's way more important than anything else is this kind of rigorous self-examination. having the courage to really interrogate yourself with honesty and objectivity. I was watching this movie Stalker, Tarkovsky Stalker. Though you film buffs out there will know it. It's legendary in like the artsy film world. I love the movie. I've learned, unfortunately, not to make recommendations about kind of new wave or avant-garde films in my podcast. Because I've also learned that most people really like big corporate movies. Most people go and see a Fast and the Furious movie and they're like, this was sweet. I'm not that guy. But I do love Stalker and I, I was watching it. It's very dense Russian film by this director, Tarkovsky. And one of the kind of major themes is that people don't really know what they want. We know what we think we want. We know what we should say that we want to make other people think that we're good people. We know what we've been taught to think that we want. And that's where I, that, that, that idea of organized religion or self-help comes into play with me where I go, this, this is not working. This is not working. You cannot tell me what to want to make me a better person. You cannot tell me what to need, what is going to fill my lacking. You cannot tell me my ideals. You cannot tell me what should be good for me. Therefore, I do these things A, B, and C, and I will be happy. The main, the main kind of premise of this is this movie Stalker is that 
there's this place in in this kind of post-apocalyptic supernatural area of Russia. But you know the the military is protecting it. It's illegal to go in there, but these stalkers will help guide you in because somewhere within this area, this very eerie supernatural area, is a room that will make your deepest desires come true. All right, and uh, the people who go in. Sure enough, they have their deepest desires come true, but even the stalker himself, I'm not giving any spoilers away, he tells a story about a man that he escorted into the room. And he goes in there, his 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 brother's dying of this horrible ailment, and uh, he goes in and he says, my deepest desire is that my brother will be healthy and he will be okay. Comes out of the room and he goes to visit his brother and his brother's now dead. And he's like, what the fuck? My deepest desire is supposed to come true. Goes in the other room. He has millions and millions of dollars. Just, just unbelievable amounts of wealth because he's saying, "I what I my deepest desire is that my brother's going to be healthy." But that's not fucking reality because he doesn't even really know what he, what he really wanted was wealth. And I just don't know how many of us at this point with how divided we are, with how angry we are, working more hours than ever before for less money, and and our children are have been co-opted by technology. And our sense of togetherness is so is so lacking because of the the, the lockdowns and COVID and peculiar politics, regardless of what your partisan beliefs are. Don't really care. In this country, I don't care if you're the biggest lefty in the world or you're the most conservative right in the world. All politicians and their behavior is fucking peculiar and unexplainable. And there seems to be no nothing tethering them to the wants and needs of the American people. It's just it's a new corporate gig. I don't know how or why what we can do to get back to that to get back to that place where we genuinely devote ourselves to finding the core of what is worthwhile visceral meaningful existence um and i don't in any way claim to be the guy to explain how to do it but one thing I do know, and the only thing I can say to you beyond a shadow of a doubt, is that you have to have the courage to confront everything that you have been running from. The frightening facts, the frightening ideas, what you perceive to be your character flaws and inadequacies. The way I look at it is this. If you turn your back to the sun, you're always going to see a shadow. And as soon as you have the balls to turn around and face the sun, you won't cast one anymore. But it's hard. Burns your eyes. It's the same thing. Like you can go on day after day after day lying to yourself. That you are a good parent, a good person, a good husband, a good wife. You're doing the things that you want to do in life. That's most of the time not true because we're, we have been, again, 
fighting the wrong war, taking all our artillery and going into a country that has nothing to do with any of it. We're so fucking concerned with keeping up with the Joneses, more so than ever before, more so in the history of that phrase, that terminology of keeping up with the Joneses. Never before did they have Instagram and all this shit. Do you realistically try to learn more about politics and social issues so that you can deduce what it is that's best for you and your fellow Americans or fellow Canadians, wherever you may live, the fellow citizens? Are you studying that? Or are you going online, getting different talking points so that you could dunk on someone online or in person when you have a political argument? Lord knows I'm... I'm the latter, oftentimes, not the former. And that's wrong. Are you lifting weights? Are you eating right? Are you taking drugs? Doing whatever you can so that you can feel better about yourself? Are you doing it so that you can look better than that dude? Or get the eye of that chick? Are you motivated to make more money so that you can provide for your family? Are you motivated to make more money so that you could go off and fucking ball in front of your friends and other people on Instagram? and Make yourself at least temporarily feel better about yourself. You see what I'm saying? We're concerned about the exterior. In my humble opinion, this is at the core of why we are suffering so much. It's all in here. It's all internal. And it doesn't help to have these amazing, amazing machines all over, in our pockets, all the time, in front of our face, that make it so easy to stay outside. It's never been easier or fucking more awesome to be distracted. Video games are fucking awesome. Our smartphones are fucking awesome. Tablets are fucking awesome. Television is fucking awesome. Okay? No arguments there. But God damn it, does it make it more difficult to get at the center of what's harming us. This ever-important nucleus. It's not like... You know, mental health to me, it's not like killer bees. It's like weeds. Here's the difference. Killer bees come around. You don't have to worry about where the fuck they came from. Just deal with that. Kill those fuckers or get away. Does I literally, does it matter where these bees originated? You're just like, no, nah, let's get to the fuck. I, I don't want to die. I don't want to be bitten. I don't want to be in pain. Get me, get my doggies. Let's get the fuck out of here. Weeds? All that matters is the origin. Got to get to the root of that shit. I'll tell you, as I sit here in my yard, I now have a big rural, like, country yard. Uh, you can cut the weeds all you want. Just deal with the weeds. Nope. You better figure out where they are coming from or why and get right to the bottom of them. Pull them deep out of the dirt or else they're just going to come right back. They don't go away. They're like the Terminator. They don't fucking stop. And mental health is the same way. You can uh, 
take psychiatric drugs. I do. Nothing against them. But it's never, it's always going to be a lingering problem until you get to the center of why you're having these feelings, these ideas. And uh, that, that's the reality of it. You know, I guess killer bees isn't necessarily the best analogy. Let's do that. You know, it's like a fire. It's like a fire in your house or your restaurant or your business. Deal with it immediately. After the fact, after you're safe, after it's extinguished, you got to figure out where it came from. Was it an electrical fire? Was it someone in the kitchen? Uh, was it arson? But it's really important you figure out where it came from. But sure, when your fucking house is on fire, deal with putting it out. That's exactly my take. And I'm not saying you got to do it my way. But I am saying that I'm, I am I have 19 years of being clean and sober. And uh, I spent four or five years really, really sick, really suffering from addiction. Okay, And uh, I kept telling people who cared about me, well, I just... You know, I'm really depressed, you know, and I had a lot of abuse and I had this and that. I'm going to deal with that. It's not even, it's really, the alcohol and the drugs is a symptom, okay? It's not the problem. And I may have been right, but I couldn't get to the heart of my anxiety or my depression or my inadequacy until I stopped doing fucking drugs and drinking every day. I had to put out the fire. And once I did that, and once about a year went by of really making sure that I got the active fire under control, then I went back and got, I talked to the uh, arson investigator or the fire, you know, the fire investigator and figured out where the fuck did that fire come from? And that was really hard. Getting clean was hard. Having the balls to go into where I got this idea that Killing myself on an installment plan was good. That was way harder. And it took me a long time. It took me many years of being clean and sober to actually have the balls to go in and do it the right way. I pretended to do it. I showed up at the meetings. I talked to sponsors. I did. But I was fucking, I was faking it. And there's so much facsimile and faking and synthesizing and living in this very, very, very alluring uh alternate reality that we all live in where it's like yeah that guy made a billion dollars like how much does he have in the bank it's all this kind of it's 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 a really synthesized kind of simulation of wealth because he's just loaning money back and forth and taking out credit and going and you're like well where is the money you're like i don't know it's kind of like this abstract thing and, you know, as we pulled out of Afghanistan, just, you, you, you know, I, I don't I can't pretend to know what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to the actual X's and O's of warfare. I don't I'm, but you're you're asking you're like, well, what's the what is the war in Afghanistan? Well, it's been like 18 years. Can you and it's you're like, I don't know. It's kind of this idea. I don't really see. It's not like World War Two. Right. Where we're like, well, then, we, you know, they were there. They were in Normandy, stormed the beaches of Normandy and the Brits were there. The Allied forces were in Dresden and the, there was this the Blitzkrieg. And you're like, well, OK, that. Everything right now, because I think of, of media and social media and, 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 and this new push, it's kind of this weird simulation that's not real. And we do the same thing with our mental health, where we kind of like simulate taking care of ourselves, but we don't ever really dive into the heart of the matter. And you got to pull the plug on that fucking matrix and get into the heart of that matter. 
And I say that not as someone who is trying to be condescending or talk from my ivory tower. I say that out of genuine fear and concern. I'm so fucking concerned that everyone I know is fucking just varying levels of unhappy. And all the shit that I've come to realize as being actually important, all the shit that I'm really going to be thinking about when I'm staring death in the eyes, none of us give a shit about any of it. We care about money and Instagram likes and, 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 and six packs. I mean, I mean, these kind of six packs, not Michelob you know, uh, And it's like we, we just, everyone's trying to buy a really nice refrigerator and not filling it with any fucking food. And I think that what's really concerning to me is that because the commonality of our unhappiness, that, that rancid ubiquity of everyone suffering makes us all believe that that's how we're supposed to be. We don't deserve to be happy. Who's fucking happy? Nobody. Oh, okay. Well then seems like it must be the right thing to do. Go on. Let's be in this miserable romantic relationship because that's the way most relationships seem to be. It's ubiquitous. It's common. Let's go to our job that we hate. Why? Because that's what everyone does. We hate our job. We hate our fucking partners. We don't really like our friends. And it's like, uh, I don't feel fulfilled with the things that I do. I'm overweight and I'm unhealthy. Why? Because that's what I'm supposed to do. Take a look. Go look. I dare you. I'm not qualified. To say shit. But one thing I am qualified to say, and I back this up with whatever you want. You are supposed to be happy. You are supposed to feel fulfilled with life. And I don't succeed with that often. But I know it's true. And you deserve, you deserve to be happy. Whoever the fuck you are. I don't know. I deserve to be happy. I deserve to have a wife that I love. I deserve to have the respect of my children and vice versa. They should respect me. Yes. Do you have to do things to earn that? Absolutely. But it is the way it's supposed to be. It is not the exception. It is the norm. And we have just taken the exception to become the norm. Value your life every single moment. Value loved ones. Value whatever it is that you view as God or spirituality, this common wellness of higher being. Value each other. There's no monetary value to anything that I just mentioned. But take better care of each other. And that all starts with start taking better care of yourself. 
Physically, yes. Mentally, yes. Emotionally, yes. But you can't do that if you're fucking afraid to deal with whatever it may be. And the old school idea of I'm too tough to need therapy or I'm too tough to talk about my problems, that's bullshit. The new wave idea of, well, everyone's fucked and everyone hates life, so I'm just going to embrace this and go about my day and Instagram and tweet all this shit about how life sucks and nihilism's awesome and this postmodernistic bullshit, that's fucking bullshit. Truth is, Sack up. Let's have the balls to really confront what's going on. There's nothing more tough than that. If you're silently suffering, it doesn't make you tough as nails to avoid it. It just makes you more tired whenever it is that's ru- whatever it is that's running after you, you're just going to be more tired when it eventually fucking catches up to you. So you better just dig your heels in and turn around and go, I'm here. Let's go. Let's fucking dance. That's my episode for you. I love you. Okay? What was it that uh, Thoreau, Henry David Thoreau, he said, uh, go, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Yes. Not me, Thoreau. Go confidently in the direction of your dreams. But me, I say have the guts to face the sun so you don't cast a shadow in this crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares. Remember, I do. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.